When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Deep, deep cuts. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Deep Cuts Lost and Found round number 13. The year is 1987. We are exploring overlooked, underrated, and just favorite songs from 1987. I'm here with my best friends from Needham High School. We graduated that exact year back in 87 from Needham again. We are going to be kind of sharing with you some of our favorite songs. I'm here with Derek Brain. I'm here with Bill Federico, Rich Air, Chris Nashwadi. Welcome to the show. first time that you're checking out our show we are uh, again old buddies we've been sharing music since uh, we were in high school together and uh, many many years later 35 plus years later we're continuing to do it and uh, the basic premise is that we're trying to find songs that are again not the hits not the obvious songs songs that we love and that maybe you may know may not know and we're hopefully turning you on to them uh, the year 87 was big for us because we graduated high school uh, but let's talk a little bit about what was happening in the year 1987 chris i believe you are in charge of the year in review i am i am your anchorman for the week take it away so 1987 interesting year ronald reagan's still in office and he uh tells mikhail gorbachev to tear down the berlin wall which was a big big news deal um and uh even bigger in my household the Simpsons debuted on the Tracy Ullman show oh, nice. <laughs> nice. on a fledgling little network called Fox. A gallon of gas was 89 cents and the stock market crashed on October 19th, dropping 508 points on Black Monday, wow. which doesn't sound like a lot right now <laughs> because it goes up and down that much every day. But back then that represented 22% drop and it was a big deal. There was the Jim Baker scandal with Jessica Hahn. Oh, yes. Um, for the record... 1987 was a year shorter than other years. What? We dropped a second that year because we had to readjust to the Gregorian calendar. Oh. So if 1987 felt really quick to you guys, that's why. There you it go. was that. Man. Damn Gregorians. I know. <laughs> always. With the chanting and the calendars. Um, so the big albums, you know, the behemoths that we're not going to talk about on this show. Or will we? Or will we? Uh-oh. <laughs> Whitney Houston's debut album, Michael Jackson's Bad. Getting into our territory was the Joshua Tree. Yeah. Big album. On TV, you had all the hits. The A-Team, Magnum P.I., <laughs> oh, yeah. Dynasty, Hill Street Blues, Cheers. And at the movies, a great year for movies, uh, you got everything from uh, Fatal Attraction to Lethal Weapon to The Untouchables, Princess Bride, Predator, The Running Man, Wall Street, Raising Arizona, Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3, Dream Warriors, which is the best of all the <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street sequels. Oh, clearly. Um, Lost Boys, Can't Buy Me Love. I know we've got uh, some fans oh, in this uh, room. Peace out to uh, Amanda Peterson. Yep. And uh, Full Metal Jacket, No Way Out, uh, Best Picture winner, I believe, was The Last Emperor. Nice. But anyway, uh, that gives you a sense of uh, the sort of world that we were in Indeed. when we were listening to the songs we we're about to play. And we graduate from high school, as Tom said. Yes. This is a big, exciting year. I mean, this yeah. encompasses sort of the end of our high school years, you know, when we're kind of doing our senior slump thing and having a grand old time. And then the kind of bittersweet summer between kind of leaving our homes and yeah. going off to start new lives in college. True. That's true. It's a big year for us, personally. Indeed. Yeah. Well, Billy, why don't you uh, open this one up? I get to start it off? Yeah. All right. All right. I'm happy to. Um, I am going to start with a song that I first heard in a Woody Allen movie. <laughs> now, that's probably the first and only time you'll hear that introduction. <laughs> Are you going to play a Dixieland rag? Unless we're doing a rag time or maybe a Gershwin episode. <laughs> I don't think we're going to hear that introduction ever again. But I was very excited to make it. Uh, it's from Hannah and Her Sisters. 
if you remember, Woody Allen plays a, a nebbish character. He went really, you know, <laughs> outside his comfort zone for this one. I uh, played a character named Mickey who meets Holly. Holly is Hannah's sister. Uh, Holly's played by Diane Weist. Total opposites, right? She's this really energetic, uh, you know, um, person who likes new experiences. She drags him to CBGBs, okay? They go to see a band. He's just wincing and making faces. She's telling him you're witnessing genius and can't you feel the energy, the tangible energy, the room's alive with positive vibrations. And he complains about how frightened he is and he's afraid that they're going to take him hostage after the show. Uh, they leave the club. She says, don't you just love songs about extraterrestrials? And he says, not when they're sung by extraterrestrials. Um, I think this song is out of this world. How's that for a segue? Uh, the band. Oh, wow. <laughs> what are you doing? Jesus, what are you doing? This is like the most bizarre <laughs> tangent. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Come on. The song is Slip Into the Crowd. The band is The 39 Steps. I don't know if anybody remembers these guys, but this song will make you want to jump into the crowd and dance around. 39 Steps, Slip Into the Crowd. It's Deep Cuts, Lost and Found. Round 13, 1987 is the year. heard this song in the movie did you immediately just think this is like the coolest thing ever and is that how this all came to be yeah i thought it was really cool i mean these guys sound like it, they could have recorded this in like 1980 and 81 you know they got kind of a generation x sound to them um uh, yeah it's great this song would work perfectly in the high school reunion movie that we want to make someday <laughs> <laughs> totally you know this band would be great playing in the gymnasium you know that sounds about right yeah they'll be in their late 60s of course when we bring them out to play it <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly what a fun and unexpected you're throwing yourself in the diane weist camp i guess uh officially love diane weist what's not to like yeah, there you go yeah exactly all right well rich you get to uh, do the second uh pick for tonight where do you want to go 1987 yeah. is the year second up again your intro has to be as weird as mine <laughs> good luck with that <laughs> that's impossible i'm going to start with a band that is familiar to us all probably one of the more affecting bands for me and during college and maybe some of us as well i uh, didn't know about this album in 1987 i think it was released in the uk maybe in 1987 but not released in the u.s until 88 this is Pixies Come On Pilgrim album, which every song is a gem. Love it. Pixies are, you know, probably top 10 favorite bands of all time, I'd say. Uh, 
led by the infamous Charles Thompson IV from Massachusetts, I believe. I think he was, was he a UMass Amherst? UMass. Yeah. We were there at the same time. It's so crazy. That is nuts. Um, also grew up as a, in a Pentecostal Christian church for a while. He had this very strange upbringing. So, of course, of course. Uh, these tortured souls are some of our best artists. Um, this uh, Levitate Me is the song I picked. It is kind of born of his uh, Pentecostal religious upbringing. Um, but I, I can't say enough about the Pixies and uh, Black Francis. Is Derek going to correct us now and say it's Pixies, not the Pixies? <laughs> I am the arbiter of if there is a the. That's right. <laughs> Do we know? Anybody know? It's just Pixies. It's just Pixies. Pixies. Sorry. <laughs> Derek Derek hates the articles. I don't. I don't. I just became aware of it with Buzzcocks. He's the article narc. <laughs> article narc. Levitate me by the Pixies. It's Deep Cuts, Lost and Found. Round 13, 1987 is the year. dangerous thing about letting you guys go first and <laughs> taking a backseat. Steal is all the great picks. Totally steal the great picks. I was going to play uh, Frank Black doing Caribou, but Caribou. the demo before the album. I had I had Ed is Dead on my list. Oh. So uh, thanks a lot, Rich. You really just made a scramble. To, thanks. To pick there you up. go. Exactly. And I had, I've been tired on mine at one point, but. Oh. So yeah, the Pixies, I mean, sorry, Pixies. Pixies. <laughs> the, the article narc, or I'm sorry, just article narc. Article narc. Uh, <laughs> I think they recorded that in Roxbury, didn't they? They recorded that in Boston? No, they, well, they recorded the first record at Fort Knox. Um, no, Fort Apache. Fort Apache. Fort Apache, sorry, Fort Apache, pardon me, Fort Apache. And uh, what I love is- As far as I know, there isn't a recording studio at Fort <laughs> yeah, Knox. Yeah, may not be there. <laughs> or is one. there? Just gold bullion. <laughs> there is, but it's very expensive. <laughs> and Goldfinger has to use the producer. <laughs> Sorry. I'm leaving that one alone. Um, Ken Goes, who is uh, the longtime manager of Frank Black and of the of Pixies, uh, <laughs> put together this wonderful album, which is essentially, uh, it's called, um, what's the name of it? It's, I think it's called Black Francis 
Frank Black Francis or something like that. But basically, it's two sides, two CDs. One of them is- Is this new? Yeah, this got released a couple of years ago. Oh, okay. It's essentially the debut of Pixies, which is essentially all the demos that were recorded the night before they went into Fort Apache and recorded the album. Oh. It was recorded in Gary Smith's uh, apartment in Alston on a Walkman. And it's amazing because you hear so much of the personality that is in those songs. And it's just Frank and a vocal and a guitar. And it's just amazing. Wait, what is that? Is that the Purple Tapes or something like yes, that? Yes, exactly. That? Okay. Known previously the Purple Tapes. Exactly right. Okay. And then he did another thing where he took all his songs and did completely new reimaginings with different artists. And it's just kind of great. So recommendation. Anyway, Rich already bootlegged it, so we won't be hearing that tonight. But well played, Rich. What a great song. Nice. Thanks for picking me second. Yeah. Appreciate yeah. It. Well played. Well <laughs> played. Well, Chris, you get to go third. So uh, what would you like to uh, kick it off with? I am going to go with a song called The Cheerleaders by Minutemen. And it is not the Minutemen. It's just Minutemen. <laughs> Jesus. So this is uh, my favorite song um, by this band. And uh, Derek is the one who introduced me to it. Is this from uh, po- one of the Postmarsh? It is. Volume one, volume two? I think it's volume two. I think it's volume two. Uh, it's also on Ballot Result, yeah. which is a compilation that was released after D. Boone died in 1985. So this one came out in 87. Um, it's interesting to, to think that a song this good by Minutemen was not released during the band's life. It came afterwards, and that gives you a sense of just how many songs they had in their, you know, steamer trunk, you know, just waiting to, to see the light of day. You know, they were so prolific. And um, maybe the reason they didn't release it on one of their albums uh, certainly wasn't because they didn't have enough song space on their albums. I mean, their albums have like 40 songs each on them. But maybe it's because this album is over a minute and a half uh, that they held on to it. They probably thought it was their version of Stairway to Heaven. Um, But anyway, this is the cheerleaders uh, from Minutemen. Really great song. Hit it, Tom. Deep cuts. We'll talk some reason. We could look at the past. Will the nation grow? Prosperity may last. Can we look at the problems ahead? With our heads in the sand, we might as well be dead. Push on through at all costs to win. But are we free to think for ourselves? Or do to repeat our Bye. 
reminds me of how like certain bands I associate with like several people like Minutemen I kind of tied to both Derek and Chris and I feel like the two of you guys totally bonded over that band and it was like your thing for sure in a very specific way like I remember Billy Federko and I listening to like you know the Chameleons records together and just kind of like absorbing them and kind of having parallel emotional experiences with them at the time and it's sort of one of the neat things about this whole podcast is we kind of get reminded of like what do we connect to each other with and like oh yeah what fits for one not to the other Totally. I remember um, we listened to this song, oh, this album a lot, uh, Derek and I, when we were driving around the Southwest. Yeah, probably. On a trip we took, uh, you know, to a bunch of national parks and stuff, Monument Valley. Um, so, yeah, that was really, it's taken on like a personal sort of resonance, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's a time capsule. Yeah, this is definitely an important record to me. Whenever I hear it, it really kind of stirs something in me, no matter what. It always will. Well, Derek, you can cut Chris loose with your own pick now if you'd like, or you can uh, continue to uh, work that connection. What do you got next? Or we can get you guys a separate Zoom room. Maybe you guys can. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go fairly, fairly far afield from the Minutemen. All right. Um, the, the, I'm sorry. What did you say? <laughs> I'm going to go far afield from Minutemen. There you go. Say, oh. Uh, Who's the article narc now? <laughs> yeah, you just no. lost your title as the article narc. I never wanted that that role, but I've somehow <laughs> taken it on. Yeah, you did. Kind of a little bit, maybe. <laughs> I didn't. Uh, I don't know. I have a soft spot for certain Australian bands. Your, yeah, you do. Your hoodoo gurus, your uh, The Church, uh, your Courtney Barnett's. But uh, this is a band... Uh, Funded by uh, singer-songwriter Mark Seymour um, from Melbourne. They started as a collective rather than a band and named after a can song. But uh, I really like the song. Uh, it's kind of spare and spacious and melancholy. But then uh, I guess the connective thread between this and what we just heard is this song has horns as well. Um, the horns come in and the song kind of really opens up. Um, but uh, it's a song called January Rain by a band called The Hunters and Collectors. Um, I believe it's just Hunters and Collectors. I was going to say it's Hunters, Sorry, and, Hunters collectors. and Collectors. Oh, man. Unbelievable. Art- we're in article hell. Karma. I uh, know, right? Um, but, uh, you know, it's called uh, January Rain. <laughs> it's Deep Cuts. Perfect one day That's when it's raining again 
It's got a real sense of vistas and, and a bigness to it, doesn't it? It does. And there's also that sort of, uh, you know, Australian, um, the toilet water goes in a different direction thing. Because <laughs> right. January is the probably the hottest time of the year in Melbourne. Right. So what I might think of is what a January rain means kind of uh, would be kind of different. August rain? Yeah, rain? More, more akin to an August rain for me. That's interesting. I never thought about that. <laughs> <laughs> you learn something new every time on this show. Yeah, you do. All right. Well, at this time period in the in the sort of, uh, I guess, mid to late 80s, I was getting into kind of experimental music and industrial music and kind of moving into some slightly weird directions. And one of the bands that I really liked, who I actually think are Australian, we should probably double check this and proof this, but hmm. uh, this is a band that I was really into. Um, and an album that came out called Bad Mood Guy. The band is The Severed Heads. Oh. And this is a song called oh. Dressed in Air. My pick uh, for the first part of this uh, 1987 round, it is Deep Cuts, Lost and Found, Round 13. Here's Severed Heads and Dressed in Air. This was like the beginning of me kind of getting really into electronic music and textures and not needing beats. I mean, you mentioned Colin Newman earlier and having records that are just much more abstract and like, you know, Talk Talk was moving me into new directions too. And uh, I don't know, this is a very interesting band, The Severed Heads, uh, or just Severed Heads, actually. Um, <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I know, it's ridiculous. It is. It's Severed Heads from Australia. Yep. Hmm? Keeping in the, uh, the Down Under theme. 
And they did have a couple of like dancey type hits. Well, not hits. But yeah, I, on a, well, the lead single from this album is called Hot With Fleas. That's a yeah. great starting point, Ooh. you know. But in 88, they had Big Car, which I remember because I still have like the CD single, mm-hmm. which had like four remixes. Uh, but very catchy tune. Uh, Big Car. I love that one. I hadn't heard this one. Uh, yeah. This is this is their earlier stuff, more independent stuff. Yeah. So anyway, there you go. Severed Heads, not The Severed Heads. Uh, Billy, would you like to take us to a The Band or do you want to take us somewhere else? Damn it. <laughs> I, thank. Perfect segue because I'm going with The Call. Nice. <laughs> you should have nice. doubled down and gone with The The. <laughs> <laughs> it should have. If only they'd released something in 87. Um but I, I, I've been itching to play The Call for quite a while. Um, I wanted to play them in 86. You know, the album Reconciled came out, which was a great record. It had tracks like Everywhere I Go, which was a rousing song I can remember listening to in Derek Subaru and, and elsewhere. Um, it had I Still Believe, which was in the Lost Boys movie, although yep. performed by that big guy with a saxophone and no shirt. Well, that was very strange. Yeah, he, yeah, I know, he, yeah I, know, I know that guy you're talking about. He looks like Fabio. Yes. Suspenders, no shirt, sex. He had a, he had a good few year run there, like being in like Tina Turner videos and stuff. Yes, yep. yeah, bingo. Mm. Yes. So, folks may know the call from that, but uh, I'm going with the record that came out just after that, called "Into the Woods." The name of the song I'm choosing is called "It Could Have Been Me." Uh, this song both is visceral just with the music, um, but uh, but the lyrics are fantastic too. It's a song of moral imagination. He imagines himself. Um, in good scenarios and bad scenarios, you know, living in a mansion, being in a prison, being in war. And he constantly says, you know, and it could have been me, um, you know, being empathetic. And then he turns it around near the very end of the song and says, you know, it could have been you. And the song becomes accusatory. Um, but the song's really succinct, both musically and lyrically. I think it ties in just beautifully. Uh, real powerful song. He's a lead bassist. You don't find too many lead bassists anymore. Uh, I mean, Sting and Getty Lee, I suppose, are the two big... Uh, exceptions to the rule. But this is Michael Bean, just a fantastic singer. Uh, Sadly, he passed away about 10 years ago. Uh, This is The Call. It could have been me. It's Deep Cuts.
much muscularity, man. It's just huge, epic. Intense song. I listened to this album a lot in 1987, and I have to say, like, it wasn't until Bill sort of said, listen to the lyrics, that I really heard the lyrics. Um, it's a really powerful song. It's really great. Uh, it's just really amazing. Yeah, he's sort of one of these guys that is just kind of, you know, you describe as sort of earnest. Yes. And it's not an insult. You're right. Like, it just somehow he pulls off this sort of really committed thing, and it's not, and it, and it works. Like, yeah. I don't know, I've always... yeah. Yeah, he's just got this sort of this passion. What Bill said, yeah, this passion and moral clarity that uh, he really is able to get away with. That really, not that many people can do that. Yeah, it's well, speaking of moral clarity. It's it, Michael Bean, interestingly enough, and I'd, I'd love to know the story behind this. But a year later, after this album came out, mm-hmm. he um, was in the Last Temptation of Christ, the oh, Martin Scorsese yeah. movie, as one of the apostles. Hmm. I think he plays John and. Um, I would love to know the story of how he how he ended up in that. He, he's ne- he had never acted before or since, hmm. um, and in this movie. And it, uh, you think just, Martin Scorsese liked the call? And the, I, I have a feeling he might. I mean, Martin Scorsese was you know. I mean, he, he's he into put, music. Yeah, he put Mick hmm. Jones from the Clash uh, in um, King of Comedy. Uh, he has a lot of those sorts of cameos. Um, so yeah, I, I would not be surprised to find out that he was a fan. But anyway, interesting footnote hmm. on Michael Bean. Oh yeah, yeah. Great yeah. pick. Great pick, Billy. Rich, where do you want to take us? I've <sighs> been debating. It's not um, easy. It's not. It, there's a lot of good stuff this year and um, stuff I'm going to have to leave behind. But I'm going to go with an album that has stuck with me since 1987, since this came out. I've probably listened to it multiple times a year since then. It is still on a CD in our 1985 Volvo <laughs> that we drive around in, and I'm playing it. I wouldn't say daily, but I'm playing it quite a bit for an album that's, how many years is this? 35 years old? Wait, did you just say driving around in a car that's older than this album? It is. He did. Okay. Yes. <laughs> wow. It is. Thank, wow. Thanks for doing the math. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, we have an 85 Volvo. 36 years old. It keeps going. Jeez. How many miles? Uh, not that many, 190. Ah. So it's still, it's halfway, it's halfway through its life. Yeah. <laughs> it's a baby. Not that many. <laughs> halfway through its life. So this is uh, Love and Rockets, Earth, Sun and Moon. Nice. Album. Love this album. I was never a big Bauhaus fan. Anyway, I, there's not much more to say. I just love this album and I think everybody should listen to it and love it like I do. What song um, did you choose? I chose This is Here on Earth by Love and Rockets. Nice. It's Deep Cuts. Heaven sent the man 
They're so good, man. It's such a great song. And it so flirts with being super poppy. And at the same time, it isn't. It still has that sort of really smart edge that uh, I think Love and Rockets ride that line so well. Great oh, yeah. It's a great album. Yeah, I mean, the whole album. It just reminds me very much of my freshman year in college. I listened to it over and over and over again. Yeah. Uh, it's terrific. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, talking about your Volvo, it makes me miss my Subaru <laughs> from my freshman year of college. It was really... An awesome, my first car, and it's yeah. like, I remember driving around playing this a lot. This is, that's great. Good pick. Speaking of Chris, where do you want to take us? Um, You know, in our first show, I played- um, Our very first show? Our very first show, 1977. Mm-hmm. I think the first song I played was Ex Lion Tamer by Wire. Yep. Um, so here we are a decade later. And I'm going to play another Wire song. They they took a five-year hiatus, five or six, you know, five years before they made an EP and then six before they made this album, The Ideal Copy. And it's a really great record. I haven't listened to it in a long time. But going back to sort of pick songs for this show, I listened to it a couple of times and it really, it really holds up nicely. So the song I would like to play is um, Point of Collapse. So Thomas, take it away. It's Deep Cuts.
feel like all of my picks are getting stolen by you guys today. I'm sorry. I didn't mean uh, to do that. <laughs> it's just, but, it's just mean, the way it lands. That was a big yeah, album. I hope, I hope you weren't going to take Dave Sylvian. But how can you consider that almost even the same band? But it is. As, as Pink Flag and Chairs Missing. It's just so utterly something else. Yeah, it is. Something um, and, you know. It, Listen to Colin Newman's solo records. And yeah. be like, what the hell? Every song on that album is so different. It yeah. took a while to get into that album just to let it. Yeah. It was really difficult. A series of snakes. Yeah. I was going to I was gonna play Drill from, you know. Yeah. Drill, drill, drill. Drill, drill, drill. Yeah, which is another amazing one. And then if you think about it, also A Bell is a Cup Until It Is Struck was released yes. in 87 as well. So you've got the ideal copy. Wait, it's the same out, same year? Same year, 87. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought Good that year. was 88. We're going to need an intern to you effort that. You might want to double check that. All right. Yeah. Take a look. Take a look. Yeah. Can we have somebody look at that? <laughs> Challenge. <laughs> oh, my God. Derek, where do you want to take us? So yet. It sounds like one for the, the, the narc. There you go. <laughs> That's I, right. I, I'm staying out of it. All right. So... I cannot and I will not go through this year without talking about The Replacements, Please to Meet Me. All right. Uh, it is probably one of my favorite records ever. Uh, I know some Replacements uh, purists <laughs> don't love it, you know, in terms of it's a post-Bob Stinson record. Right. Um, but I just love it. Um, no other band has made disappointing people and being disappointed by people <laughs> sounds so anthemic and inspirational. Um, you know, I just love them. The beautiful losers. Yes. Um, and this particular song from this record wasn't one of the singles. Uh, it's a song called Nevermind, but it's got some really classic Paul Westerberg turn of phrases. You know, I'm not as ready as I'll ever be. It makes no sense to apologize. The words I thought I brought, I left behind. And I suppose your guess is more or less as bad as mine. Uh, I love it. Classic. It's the replacements. Never mind from Please to Meet Me. It's Deep Cuts, Lost and Found.
<sighs> nice. <laughs> Feels like you talked about Paul Westerberg, you know, burying himself. <laughs> you know, I just read this old piece from Rolling Stone where he's being interviewed and they um, t- comparing him to R.E.M. <laughs> and he says, uh, but, you know, we're better than R.E.M. <laughs> hey, we're better than the Stones. And then Tommy Stinson walks up to him and goes, did you bury yourself yet? He says, give me a fucking lily. I'm home. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, you know, they took every opportunity afforded to them and drunkenly squandered it at every turn. That was, that was the plan. That was their M.O. That was their M.O. Um, God love them. <laughs> Well, I, I guess I close the show out today. Um, you know, there's so much that I kind of wanted to play, and I, I know we shouldn't do this, but like, you know, hip hop, I was really going to play an Eric B. and Rakim track, but I felt like it's just not the vibe right now. Oh, here we go. List all the songs you well, almost played. I mean, no, yes. I, go for it. It was a big year. I mean, some, it's you know, a huge year. Boogie Down Productions, yep. uh, Paid in Full. Yep. You know, uh, Yo Bum, the Rush the Show. It was a big, big year yep. for stuff like that, but that's not. Yeah, that'll be maybe that'll be the after round maybe. So I'll I'll play a, a a band that I'll probably play only once, you know. But I think this is a rockin' tune. All right. Um, this is a, a band out of London who basically do kind of a weird rockabilly type of blues rock. Uh, it's the Screaming Blue Messiahs. The song oh, is nice. Jesus Chrysler Drives nice. a Dodge. Uh, it is Deep Cuts Lost and Found. Round 13, 1987 is the year. I hope you dig it. I 
I just love Bill Carter's guitar playing and just the energy of it and the rawness of it and the simplicity of it just holds up nicely for me. It's great. Yeah, these guys were fun. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I especially like particularly the album before that, Gunshot, because it had uh, Wild Blue Yonder and Holiday Head and Smash the Marketplace. Yeah, all fun songs. Yeah, nice pick. Yeah, holds up nicely. All right, well, that kind of closes that part out. Let's talk a little bit about further listening. There were so many great releases in 1987, so uh, let's uh, let's share. Derek, why don't you start out with uh, what you would recommend for further listening? Uh, yeah, I mean, such a big year and, and, you know, so many records that we didn't get to. Uh, one of those records that I just cannot leave unmentioned would be uh, Warehouse Songs and Stories from Who's Du. Um, which may come up in the bonus round. Which may come up in the bonus <laughs> round. We will see. Stick um, around. Stick around. Um, but, you know, it was the record that kind of closed them out as a band. Yeah. It's kind of sad in the respect that you can almost feel them splitting up within the record, but it doesn't change the fact that it's an incredible record and has so many great songs. And I've listened to that over and over again through the years, and it really holds up. Uh, Warehouse Songs and Stories by Husker Du. Nice pick. And as an art object, I mean, that album is yeah. so frameable. You know what I mean? The cover of that album is so beautiful. Um, yeah, that's great. I would love to just have a the photo. And it's a double record, so there's yeah. tons to listen to. Yeah, my recommendation is in very much in the opposite direction. It's uh, David Sylvian's The Secret of the Beehive. Uh, Practically the same record. Basically. <laughs> uh, it's, it's a record I really loved, and it was produced by Steve Nye and Dave Sylvian. Um, it has influences of like Scott Walker in there, uh, Ryuki Sakamoto uh, guests on it, David yes, Horn does. does, Mark Isham, Steve Jansen, who is uh, David Sylvian's brother, uh, both in Japan originally. Uh, it's just a really special record, and it feels like a really interesting kind of expansion of the sounds that he was exploring at the time. So that would be my recommendation. David Sylvian's Secrets of the Beehive. Uh, Billy Federico, what would you like to recommend for 1987? You actually recommended the album I was going to recommend. Oh, shit. Uh, no, it's fine. It's fine. David Sylvian, I adore. And I, Secrets of the Beehive is, a, is an album I, I want to encourage people to listen to. It is not your typical pop record. Um, it sounds kind of old and sounds like it's from another time. I mean, it's really hard to classify it because it's unlike anything Truly. else. Uh, but it's gorgeous, and I, I think it's fantastic. So, uh, But you stole that one. So um, <laughs> I'm going to choose oh, two Boston bands, okay? Nice. Uh, I'll start with O Positive, mm -hmm. who put out an EP that year called mm -hmm. uh, Cloud Factory. Yep. Here's a copy of it right now. Fantastic. Nice. Yeah. Uh, great record. Uh, Talk About Love was sort of a hit, at least in the Boston area. Um, o Positive, I adore. If you've never heard them, check them out. That's the kind of record that further listening is made for. Totally. For sure. Yes. Totally. Yeah, because, I mean, outside of Boston, I don't think anybody knows these yeah. guys. Yeah. Um, but it's so great. O Positive. Check them out. Just just like the blood type. And uh, since that's only an EP, I'll squeeze in a second recommendation. All right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> allow it. <laughs> Wait, judge and jury. How, right. how do you get to allow it? You can't it? be the judge and the prosecution, Bill. Being steamrolled by the lawyer. All right. The one guy who went to law school here is like <laughs> playing fast and loose with the rules. Go ahead. Objection. I'll allow it. Um, go on. Move it along, counselor. Let's make it quick. Uh, dump Truck was the uh, other record I'd like to recommend. Also from 1987, they had an album called For the Country. It uh, really holds up. There's a phenomenal song on it called Island, kind of an introvert's uh, dream. Uh, it's all about getting off my island. Uh, just a great song. So Dump Truck and O Positive. Those are my recommendations for further listening. Very nice. Richard Ayer. Uh, I recommend the last album that Ian McCullough, well, before he took his long hiatus, mm -hmm. uh, Echo and the Bunnyman, self-titled album in 1987. Nice. There was a long wait, I think, between Ocean Rain was the one before. Mm -hmm. Correct. Well, then they did, you know, Bring on the Dancing Horses. The, yeah, yeah that was kind of a, a collection Correct. songs. But, the, yeah, there was a bit of hype. There was trouble with the record with Warner Music. Um, this is, I was hinting at in the last episode in 86, Apparently the <laughs> record label wanted them to make an album like so, and they actually told the band, Will Sargent, uh, got this from an article, yeah. that Will Sargent did an interview in early 2000s that they wanted Echo and the Bunny Men to make an album like so because it was so good, and they 
I mean, the guy barely got away with his life in that interview, <laughs> but or that uh, meeting. Make an um, album like Graceland. Yeah, <laughs> the band did not end up liking the album. They ended up they had to re-record it. Um, it was probably they considered it overproduced, but there's still a lot of great songs. Yeah, on it, uh, Satellite, New Direction. Um, you know, they dabbled in. They were making. Speaking of Lost Boys, they did uh, People Are Strange, Doors cover that same year. And then Ray Manzarek played on uh, Bedbugs and Ballyhoo. Yeah. And Ray Manzarek on Bedbugs, yep. So, you know, I, I think it's a worth a listen. It's a good album. And uh, Ian was just fed up after after that and split, but eventually came back. Yeah, did Candleland and then came back eventually. Yeah. Chris. Uh, I'm going to do a big, fat, juicy goth rock album. Uh, Ooh. Ooh, Sisters, Sisters of Mercy, Mercy Floodlands. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wow. Nice yeah. choice. Oh. No, it no. is literally like a clove smoking black <laughs> mascara cartoon, <laughs> but it is delightful. I defy you to listen to this corrosion and not get excited. Uh, or Lucretia, My Reflection. This is a good album. It holds up nicely. You're right. Um, You're right. I really, really dug this album when it came out, and I probably. Uh, have been too embarrassed to listen to it since, but I threw it on today and it was awesome. That's in a car. It's probably great. Yeah, it's really, it's it's great. And he pretty much did it by himself. I mean, he has yeah. another, you know, another artist. I forgot her name uh, in the record, but he's essentially the band. So it's like a, a it's an incredible record. Big, great, great choice. Yeah. All that's right. A fun one. So let's talk about social media really quickly. How can you find us? Uh, we're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. Uh, you can search for Deep Cuts Lost and Found. Uh, that'll bring you to any of those. So check us out. Uh, also, check us out on Patreon, where you're going to be able to hear the bonus show, which was where we do a whole new round. Each of us gets to make one more selection. We go around the horn one more time. Uh, so please join us. And you get to watch us do it. Exactly. Because there'll be video content on there, too. Yep. A true bonus in all senses of the word. A minor selling point. <laughs> I, yeah, I, again, it's it's really not. I didn't want to lead with that. Yeah. <laughs> well, a fun part of this whole thing is that we get to vote for what we think is our most oh, true. Our right. most exciting uh, deep cut. And not the ones that we did, but ones that one of the other gang did. So we're going to now uh, vote for what we think is our favorite one. Let me recap really quickly what we listened to. Yeah. Uh, Billy opened the show up with uh, a surprising choice, the 39 Steps. 39 Steps. <laughs> Oh, geez, let's stop with that. 39 steps slip into the crowd <laughs> as featured in uh, Woody Allen. Which Woody Allen film was it? Hannah and her sisters. Hannah and her sisters. Uh, Rich came in with Pixies and Levitate Me, the first one of many songs stolen from me this, uh, this show. <laughs> Come on, Pilgrim is the first album. Rough night for Tom. It really is. Uh, Chris came in with Minutemen, uh, the cheerleaders. Project uh, Mersh is the name of the album. Part one of the two? I think part two. Part two, okay. But it's also on ballot result. Yep. Uh, Derek came in with uh, January Rain, and I'm just blanking on the banks. I didn't write it down. What was Hunters and Collectors. Hunters and Collectors, the Australian band uh, from their album Living Daylight. Uh, I came in with uh, Severed Heads, another Australian band. Dressed in Air is the track from Bad Mood Guy. Billy came in with The Call, and It Could Have Been Me from Into the Woods. Rich came in with uh, Love and Rockets, Here on Earth from Earth, Sun, Moon. And Chris came in with Wire, Point of Collapse from The Ideal Copy. Derek played The Replacements, Nevermind, from their uh, huge record, Pleased to Meet Me. And uh, I closed it out with the Screaming Blue Messiahs, Jesus Christ so Drives a Dodge from Bikini Red. So, gentlemen, uh, whenever you're ready, let's go ahead and pop our uh, favorite. I have typed, I have typed in my vote. Go. It's a vote for the call, a vote for Love and Rockets, a vote for Cheerleader, another vote for Cheerleader, and a vote for Pixies. So It's not resounding, but I'll take it. There you have it. Can I asterisk? I got two votes, but for two different songs. Oh! Nice try. Nice try. Just getting on the record. On the record. Very, 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 very close second. It's worth the clap. Give it up for D. Boone and I'll take it. There you go. Well, on behalf of Derek Brain, Bill Federko, Rich Air, Chris Nashwadi, and myself, Thomas Golubich, you have been listening to Deep Cuts, Lost and Found. It is round 13, 1987, the year that we all graduated high school. Hope you've enjoyed it. Hope you've discovered something brand new. If you're interested in hearing more, we're going to do one more round of these bad boys on the after show, and that is on Patreon. Catch us there. In the meantime, we will catch you all next week when we tackle 1988 and round 14 of Deep Cuts, Lost and found. Thanks so much for listening. Please keep a wrinkle.